you know, as much fun as we had back in the day in uh, grade school and as much fun as we had coming home on the school bus, you know, shout out to the school bus, posse. When you got home, it was really time to shine, you know, especially being a latchkey kid. Being a latchkey kid, you can pretty much do what you want, you know, until like six o'clock. <laughs> You know, that's when, that's when people come home. But we come home, you know, uh, shouts to the fat ladies with the key on it, latchkey kid. And, and you turn on the TV, you get your, your Scooby-Doo on, and your Tommy Jerry on, and your Woody Woodpecker on. Not your Chili Willy. You don't get your Chili Willy on because he's an asshole. I don't like Chili Willy. We'll talk about that some other time. Uh, <laughs> and you get your latchkey cuisine. Uh, going shout outs to the uh, hot dogs on the rack and the pork, uh, pork and beans and the cinnamon and the sugar Kool-Aid purple source Rex uh, Then you change it to your play clothes You gotta put on your play clothes because if you don't put on your play clothes You're gonna get your ass beat when your mother come down the street and see you in your school your dope school uh, uh, Sassoon's <laughs> yeah, Ocean Pacific joints um, Notice no mention of doing homework, because that's not how we got down, son. Where's my Kingston sound effects? Uh, you know, like in grade school, I did homework sometimes. Um, but, like, the further I went in school, the less homework I did. Now, never mind that getting skipped uh, second grade and going to gifted schools and, and, and all that craziness. I didn't care about that. I only wanted the, the, the women. <laughs> You know, they were smart, so I had to be smart. Um, but we go outside, and we play tag and, and freeze tag and all the games that I mentioned a couple of shows ago on the games we played outside and the games I put on the uh, website, eclecticrelaxation.com. Um, but then we played kickball. Kickball was extra dope because, you know, the, where I lived at, it was, like, made perfect for kickball because it was like a diamond in front of this apartment building. And so, you know, you had your bases and you had a big field. Well, it wasn't a really big field, but you had enough grass where, you know, you kicked it too hard, you'd still be able to get it. And so it was always that one dude that if you got a good kick, they wouldn't go get it because it they're lazy, you know. It's too far. You kicked it too hard. I'm like, go get the ball. But, uh, <laughs> so, and then it was always that one dude that would roll it too, too fast. You're like, roll my ball slow, son. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to impress the women out here doing the double dutch. And then you get the one dude that'll hook you up and get a little bounce to it. So when you get a little bounce, you can get under it and kick it, you know. But you don't want to kick it up in the air because if they catch you, you're out. So, you know, you have some strategy. You had to look for the slow dude with the glasses and kick it past them. Shout outs to Alan. Anyway, um, we, so we play that. And you know what's something I always notice? And it, it may have never happened in your neighborhood, but it always happened in mine. Like, okay, when you play kickball at school, you get the big magenta, extra rubbery, elastic, giant, uh, Rihanna head <laughs> kickball ball. I mean, it's the only, that's what it is. It's a kickball ball. There's no other ball. 
there's no classification for that ball. I guess it's a kickball ball. Well, it's also a dodgeball ball, but whatever. You never see them. You never see them in the wild. You'll never see them in the neighborhood. Which brings me to what I always notice is when we play kickball, it was always a volleyball. Like somebody had a volleyball. They always came from nowhere. Nobody knew whose volleyball it was, where where it came from, but somebody always had a volleyball and it was always dirty. We never got the new volleyball. <laughs> it was always gray. It looked like it looked like cement Jordans. It was <laughs> But it was someone always had the dingy volleyball, and they just came up and was like, "Yeah, let's play kickball." All right. And where did the volleyball come from, though? I mean, nobody played volleyball in my neighborhood. There was no volleyball nets. We barely had parks that had, you know, a swing on it and a slide. There's no volleyball. Nobody's buying. But I don't know what kind of urban juicy fruit commercial <laughs> that was trying to shoot in my neighborhood uh thought we were uh karch karai isn't that his name <laughs> i don't know where these volleyballs was coming from what we were expected to do with them. i mean i guess the only thing to do was get them dirty and play kickball and and, and i don't know with them uh it's just <laughs> and then um you know how you know kids would have the the basketball hoop, the the the, the huffy basketball hoop in the in the driveway, or you know, and you know little kids is out there playing. See, I didn't grow up as a, a kid with means. My family, my family wasn't uh, a como se dice rolling in it. So what we did in the neighborhood is we took a milk crate. <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys know what a milk crate is these days, but it's a big plastic uh, box. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's plastic, got a couple of handles on it, and it's a milk crate. So what we do is cut the bottom out of the milk crate so that you know it's hollow, and we nail it on top of garage. And we have new nails. We probably some nails on the ground somewhere or we steal them out of somebody's uh house and then their house fall apart i don't know but we um, we nail it on on the garage and then that was our basketball hoop or square and so then we so we we put it and then we playing this driveway slash dirt field <laughs> don't ask and of course we didn't have a basketball. Who has a basketball? We can't afford basketballs in my neighborhood. We had a dingy volleyball. <laughs> so, and it wasn't the same dingy volleyball from kickball. Somebody had a brand new, fresh, old <laughs> volleyball. And, and we, you know, with just enough air that it bounced. But you couldn't really dribble. We couldn't, you know, no, <laughs> there wasn't really any crossovers going on because one, we're playing in dirt. Two, it's a volleyball. Three, we didn't have a lot of room. So, you know, you got a couple of bounces and you was basically shooting J's or trying to lay up. But then here's <laughs> the thing about the layup. So where the where the garage was, right? So, all right, 
you know how you have a driveway and then you have like cement on the sides to to show you the limits of the driveway and then you might have a grass strip or some dirt on either side well see it was a big cement hump so if you was trying to drive <laughs> to the rim you had to be mindful of that concrete uh barrier there so you had to make an extra step otherwise it was going to be no fun for your chin piece on the ground <laughs> listen so you I had to go down the neighborhood, but I had the ill turnaround uh, dirt ball, <laughs> dirt ball driveway shot. They couldn't, they couldn't fade me. Then when I when I could dunk, uh, I was unstoppable. They couldn't, they couldn't beat me on uh, driveway, dirt, grass, pavement, milk crate, volleyball, basketball. It's the intercontinental champ. <laughs> then, like. Uh, again, you know how uh, your kids would have the Nerf basketball hoops and then in their bedroom where they had a little orange hoop and they had an orange spongy ball and you know you play basketball like um, in Cosby Show, Theo had one and him and Cockroach would play tackle hoops, you know, and mess up the room and shit. So um, I didn't grow up as a as a kid with means. <laughs> My family was it, uh, come on, say, say, uh, well off. So, what we used to do is we take a metal uh, clothes hanger. <laughs> so, you take the metal clothes hanger and you stretch it out till, you know, it's no longer a triangle, but it's a circle. So, you take that part and then, and the part with the hook that you hang up, you, you bend that down. Boom, you bend it down. So then you open up your closet door and you put the hook part at the top of the door where you know you crack it a little bit and then you close the door and you bend the, the, the hanger up and now you got a basketball because <laughs> that's how you had to do it. And then the backboard was just a wall, uh, the little piece of wall that's above the door because hey, what can you do? And so um, then for the ball, of course we didn't have a, a orange uh, Nerf spongy ball, and no, we didn't have a dingy volleyball. <laughs> Even though I'm pretty sure somebody would have brought a dingy volleyball into the into my room at some point if we needed it. But instead, what you do is you go get four pairs of socks. <laughs> you you roll them all up. You roll up three. Roll up four, and you got a big sock ball. So you take the sock ball, and that's your ball. You, you hoop it up, hoop it up with your peoples in your bedroom, and then you know, playing around the world. You know, you got mad obstructions, and uh, you play a horse uh, off the TV, bank off the wall, uh, sitting backwards on the dresser over the <laughs> over the shoulder, and uh, you know, breaking shit and. and Yo, we used to work up mad sweats in there, you know. Then we get the uh, Purple Source Rex and the uh, Mountain Berry Punch Kool-Aid to uh, quench your thirst. That's, that's how you had to have it when you when you broke in the neighborhood in the uh, in the 80s there. So <laughs> that's what's going down. Um, the Today Show is is a is a very special show <laughs> because. Because I made it is why. Um, today's topic is was Mario, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, about a drug addicted stalker. Yes, 
this is the type of uh, topic and hard-hitting uh, journalism that you only get on the Eclectic Discussion Podcast. I'm gonna have my um, Jay Corduroy in, and we're gonna we're gonna pop it off and talk about uh, that, um, the Mario games, and a bunch of other more shit. So that being said, hit my theme music. Only yeah, only yeah. you, you will what, understand, understand and OG pimp, hustler, gangster, player, hardcore motherfucker living today. To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick. Was Mario from Mario Brothers a drug addicted stalker? Smoke fat ass joints. Yes. I'm saying yes. Of course I am. Let's break it down. Okay. It's stalking. So. Mario's going castle to castle, castles, he's going world to world looking for a princess. Uh, one, he's a plumber, so <laughs> what is a plumber doing in the world of castles? I mean, I, I, I assume the king has plumbing, but whatever. So he's a plumber. Now, is a plumber really involved with a princess? Is, is the princess really checking for the roller rooter guy? You know, they got, you know, the guys is gonna line up to be the prince, and we got everybody. We even got court gestures. Is she really checking for the plumber? And have you ever seen a plumber in medieval times? Anyway. Uh, two, he's going castle to castle and world to world looking for her. So it would make you think that she's been kidnapped, or that that it was his lost love, and or or something. But do you remember anything in the beginning of the game inferring a relationship? Do you remember you know her being taken away, or you remember any text on the screen that says "Yo, go save the princess"? You remember anything that's even mentioned in the princess? Do you, do, you, do you remember uh, when you hit start and anything happens that involves a woman of any any sort? Right. <laughs> because he's stalking her. He's stalking her. Look, all I'm saying is 
There was nothing that had anything to do with a woman. You hit start, and the guy's right there, and it's walk to the right and start jumping. I don't say anything about going to get no woman. Uh, now Bowser, uh, Bowser, you know, he's at the castle throwing fire at my man and trying to keep him away. You know, he's on the drawbridge. Uh, he's probably one of the king's guards trying to keep Mario away from the princess. The king's probably like, yo, this is attic. <laughs> this is junkie. This junkie with a mustache. Who's <laughs> coming to get my daughter. Will you please kill this man? <laughs> or at least keep my daughter away from him. You know? And so he keeps moving her from castle to castle. <laughs> you know? So, so when this loser uh, junkie shows up, uh, she's not there. So they got to sneak her in the underground pipes and caverns and tunnels to, to get out the castle when this, when this loser shows up. This loser with the, with the overalls. And so then you got Toad there. Now Toad's trying to be cool. He's there to, to let Mario down easy. You're like, yo, the princess is in another castle. Now, Toad doesn't say that, you know, the princess isn't here, so go try another castle. He's just like, yo, she's not here. But, you know, Super Stalker Brothers, <laughs> he goes, he says, well, fuck it. She got to be in another castle, so I'm going to go to another castle. I'm going to go to another world. He didn't say that. He just said, look, she's not here. You know, sorry, go back home, try again later. No. So he goes looking for her. Why? Because he's a drug addict. <laughs> Drug addicts don't understand, no. He's a junkie. He's high off those uh, goofballs. <laughs> you know? he's, he stays high. He has the acid and, and, and magic mushrooms. Those mushrooms are drugs. We're watching... Listen, when you're looking at the game, we're watching Mario trip out on shrooms and acid. Look, this is his... This is his drug mind. Pipes don't stick out the ground like that. <laughs> He's encountering uh, giant flying turtles that hop up and down and flying and and and, 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 and and little pieces of shit, little Goombas, <laughs> little pieces of shit with uh, black retro Jordans on that walk sideways. <laughs> what else? Are they coming out of pipes? Of course, it's, 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 it's fecal matter, right? That's, I don't know. Some angry angry shit crinkles with eyes and, and retro Jordans, retro fives. Look, so he's, he's high on shrooms, clearly. He eats them, and then he feels feels like he's bigger. He gets bigger. He's all diesel, you know, and, 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 and you know, that's the drug rage. Look, he's high. Obviously, clearly, sometimes you see him above the clouds, and he's dancing and jumping around in the air he's on, on the clouds he's walking on air he's high and then and then the coins what one they're huge <laughs> big giant ass coins that's damn near the size of him uh two where's he putting them he got some overalls on but where's he putting these big ass coins three what is he buying with them of course paraphernalia he's getting Bongs and, and 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 Super Mario rolling papers and little little vines to tie off so he can 
so they can shoot up gold stardust or whatever the hell is going on in the uh, <laughs> in the Mario world. He's hot. All right, so where flowers are making him shoot fire from his hands. <laughs> is he eating the flowers? Is he, it's weed. I don't know what kind, what kind of uh, 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 super warp zone kush my man has gotten his hands on. But obviously, if it's making you shoot fireballs from your hands, it's some high-powered shit. So, he gets zooted. So zooted, my man puts on a full-body raccoon onesie. <laughs> so, puts on a puts on a raccoon onesie and 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 feels like fuck it bet you I can fly he goes running at top speed this little Italian drug addict <laughs> now listen this there's a short Italian junkie and a full body raccoon furry onesie running at top speed and he's flying now, one, raccoons can't fly in real life. So it's not even, well, the suit gave him the power of the raccoon. Raccoons can't fly, man. Two, why? Just, so he's high. He's in drug rage. I mean, you know how you, you know, steroids. So maybe the mushrooms are steroids because he gets super big. Maybe it's, it's, it's magic shroom. Uh, steroid hybrid, and he gets so zooted when he when he when he when he takes the shrooms. He he's high, but he has drug and steroid rage. Why? He's bursting bricks with his fists, and he don't feel pain. <laughs> so I mean, his fists is probably all kind of broken up, and the blood is trickling down. You probably can't see it because he got red overalls. So. <laughs> So he's in drug steroid rage. He's busting through walls with his fists and running and sliding under shit uh, while he's tripping over uh, flying turtles and shit crinkles with J's on and and and, and, and people throwing uh, hammers at him. <laughs> and so every now and then he gets the magic stardust, which is I'm assuming what acid uh, hash. Crystal meth, and and so uh, don't let him get the star. My man starts glowing, and the disco music starts. He start raving out. You get glow sticks and shit, and starts house music <laughs> comes on because he's he's addicted. He's addicted. You know how drugs supposedly make you paranoid. So he goes into his castle, and he's mad paranoid because he's high. And he sees ghosts. <laughs> hey, ghosts come from somewhere. But he's paranoid, so the ghosts are coming at him, so he turns around real quick, and the ghost stops. Now, but the ghost is clearly still there, but hey, he turns back around, the ghost is coming after him again. And he turns around, the ghost stops. Because he's paranoid, and he's high. He sees ghosts and skeletons of turtles, old turtle bones coming back alive. <laughs> The turtle bones got a bony turtle shell. <laughs> and 
they coming after him. Look, he, he swims, he swims, and he doesn't get wet. He comes out of the, the, the ocean, I guess, through a pipe. You know, we see we see all kinds of pipes in the ocean like that. And but he does he's not wet, you know. And he does all of this to try to get with this princess who probably isn't really a princess. She's probably some chick that he, he worked on her plumbing one day and he thought she was hot. So he went home and he, and he got he got high, he got his warp zone cush and <laughs> Super Mario rolling papers. And got high and started thinking about her. And then went to all these houses, lit up, looking for her. And they're like, nah, she she ain't here. <laughs> you know, and you just keep going house to house. Look, what pipes have you ever seen that would take you to an Arctic ice-filled land? And then the next thing, uh, the Sahari Desert. Again, he's a plumber. A man doesn't even have a last name. What's Mario's last name? And it's not Mario. Mario. Look, he's wearing raccoon onesies. Then he takes that off. He has a a, a, a frog skin onesie. He got a frog suit. The man is riding dinosaurs. So, so he's in medieval times searching for a princess with a modern time job. He shoots fire, but he has prehistoric animals. Yo, I'm just saying, like, again, Mario has no last name, so it's Super Mario Brothers. So his name's not Mario Mario. So Luigi shows up and listen, that's not a different person. That's not Mario's brother. That is Mario, and, and he's under disguise, and he's, because he's a stalker, so he puts on the disguise, and he's probably, you know, he's, he's on the shit, so he lost weight. <laughs> he lost weight, because he's on that shit, and, and he has a disguise because he's a stalker, and he's still trying to get the princess. It's either that, or, the Luigi is really Mario, and then when he's off the drugs, he gets fatter. But either way, it's not two different people, it's the same person. It's a disguise because he's a stalker, and he's trying to get the princess by any means necessary. He's gone. I'm waiting for uh, Super Mario Wii Intervention. That's going to be the game that, uh, <laughs> that everybody needs to play. Everybody's going to have their little Wii motes and tell stories about how Mario's drug addiction has affected their lives. <laughs> little mini games. But every now and then, he goes into one of these castles and there's a rave going on. You know, you can tell that there's a rave going on because he goes inside the castle and then fireworks start popping off outside. He's probably in one of those dungeons copping more snuff or whatever. Look, he's been getting lit forever. Mario is a career drug addict loser. He can't keep a steady job. He keeps getting fired because he's either stalking somebody on his job or he's showing up to work high or he's getting high on the job or he doesn't show up at all. Okay, proof. Proof, proof, proof. Mario has been a carpenter. He's been some kind of shady uh, back alley doctor. 
uh, Mario RX, uh, Dr. Mario. Uh, he's been a race car driver, a dancer, a tennis player, a teacher, a painter, a golfer, a soccer player, a snowboarder. He, he raced against Sonic at the Olympics. Um, he refed all of the uh, Tyson punch-out fights. So he's a part-time ref, and he can't keep he can't hold a steady job. He had a pet monkey, Donkey Kong. Now who has a pet monkey? He probably and he, I'm listen. And it was so bad that his pet monkey even got tired of him. Took his check, or his check left with the monkey, and now he's throwing barrels at Mario trying to keep him away. You know, trying to, and Mario's trying to get get back to the check. And what happens? He gets up to the top. He gets his check. They kiss. She smells the alcohol on his breath. Sees that he's all fucked up. And she leaves with the Donkey Kong again. <laughs> what? I don't know why Nintendo thought it was okay to expose little kids to this. It's, it's, it's bad on their part. And they should be ashamed of themselves. Anyway, that's what we're talking about today. Uh, Mario and his stalkerish tactics and his drug abuse. <laughs> my man, uh, Jay Corduroy, will be here after the break to discuss my theory, you know. And we'll talk to games and, uh, you know, NES memories. And, of course, the fifth. So, with that being said, we'll be back in a second. Let's get it. who use drugs have children who use drugs. Welcome back. It's the Eclectic Discussion Podcast, which probably means that I'm eclectic. What's up? Uh, at this point, I'd like to introduce my guest. He's new to the program. He's the uh, co-host of Push to Regen, Heroclix Fancast. If you don't know about it, get familiar. He's uh, a lover of toys, and comic books, video games, sports, pro wrestling, which means uh, the Munchie Cheese, Archie, uh, Wee Cupcake Maker, uh, Fencing, and Leaping Lenny Popo. Uh, the man behind the sequential awesome Tumblr, Jay Malone, at Jay Twitter on Twitter. Welcome to the show, sir. So happy to be here, Alexis. Thank you for having me, sir. 
and uh, not leaving Lenny Papa. Come on, I am the genius full of wisdom and renown. Okay, very well, because you could have went with the poet lariat. So, so, so we, we, will, we will grant you genius. Uh, yeah, uh, rest in peace to his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I have you on the show. Um, not many people are going to uh, uh, would would be would be willing or even understanding enough to uh, tackle my Mario theory. So, <laughs> as a lover of video games, I, I figured I'd reach out to you and uh, get you on here to see what you thought. So, my my, uh, my theory about uh, Mr. Mario, who still doesn't have a last name. Um, being a uh, stalker slash drug addict, uh, what say you? I say you're right, man. Uh, you, know, you, you look at it with, with, with him, man. He is, there's something a little more to those games than this is just some Italian plumber that found his way to a magical land and is trying to save his girlfriend. Yeah. If this woman is the princess, don't you think she'd have better security around her? Very true. It's, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it's it's got to be something going on there where he's hallucinating the entire time. I mean, I don't think that people in the Mushroom Kingdom are going to name the chief villain Goombas. I mean, that is that is absolutely an Italian trip out right there. That is some some mafioso that came to the plumbing shop. He owed money to, and Mario just jumped on his head and killed that motherfucker. It was just, you know, that's exactly what happened. Uh, organized crime rub out. It's got to be. Why else would they be called Goombas? Yeah, because um, either it is a uh, Mario trip out on those uh, magic mushrooms, or the princess is very racist. Yeah, one of the two. Maybe both. Maybe both. And, and the mere fact that what would a princess be doing with a plumber in the first place? Oh, that wouldn't it wouldn't happen. I mean, this it's we don't live in a fairy tale world. I mean, this, this woman is clearly being harassed by some overweight Italian plumber from Brooklyn, and the only thing she can do to get away is hide herself in castles across the land. That makes sense to me. And what does he do? He commits mass murder. He breaks and enters. He does. Uh, he, he commits uh, cruelty to animals. All to chase down this girl that has no interest in him. Absolutely not. He's, he's, he's stalking very, very hard, and, and Bowser's doing his best. Yeah, I mean, he's basically the chief of security of the Mushroom Kingdom. He's got the place's best interest at heart, and all Mario wants to do, kill him. <laughs> That's all he wants to do. He wants to throw him in a big uh, uh, lake of lava. Yeah, I mean, it's not even just, hey, I need you to move. It's, I'm going to kick you into a lake of lava and watch you basically cook to death. And, and don't get me started on his brother. I'm not even convinced that Luigi's a real person. Hey, I had a theory about that. Now, my theory was that it's really Mario in disguise because he's still stalking. And so they, they always they know to look out for him. So he's either um, he's either dressing up as Luigi or Luigi is really Mario after a, a drug binge and he lost all the weight. I think you're right on the second point. I, I think I think that's him after riding the white cat, the, the white horse, a little too long. There, got a little strung out, lost a little weight, tried to slim up a little bit, and you know, impress the princess that way. But I mean, really, at the end of the day, all he did was change the color of his overalls. Exactly. I I, I agree completely. Um, uh, also, so he, he's stalking, and and. 
what I what I mentioned earlier is he goes to the castle, and your little toad there says, "I'm sorry, Mario, but um, she seems to she's not in this castle." Yep. So, so Mario goes to another castle. Toad didn't say that. He didn't say, "Hey, you might want to try her somewhere else." He just said, "Hey, she's not here." But you know, Stalker Mario, like, well, I got to keep going to look for. Yeah, I mean, why would the logical jump to be to go to another completely different section of the kingdom? What if she was down at McDonald's? Yes. The girl just needed a fillet of fish, man. You could have waited. Yeah, and I mean, imagine how good those the, the fillet of that big red uh, fish with the giant um, <laughs> snooky lips. Imagine how good that fillet tastes. Man, that'd be delicious. Yeah. yeah, so she's down at uh, Make a Goombas, <laughs> trying to get, trying to get her sandwich on. Yeah, you know she's she's getting you know some some uh, some Koopa Paratroopa McNuggets. <laughs> she's she, she's snacking on the the McFillet of fish and uh, you know dipping it in the Bob Om sauce. You know it's just <laughs> it's 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 all an allegory for 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 rough life in Brooklyn. A trip out and trying to get just get a good meal at McDonald's. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean it's it's obviously a trip out. He he. Well, I said that it's a trip out slash roid rage because he he gets this mushroom and he feels like he's bigger. He gets taller and and, and he and he's punching bricks with his bare fist and doesn't feel the pain. <laughs> he's raging out, and then when he comes down, you know something touches him. And he comes down off the high and he feels all small again. Yeah, and you know what? I'll even take that a step further if we're going to go back to the Luigi theory. Luigi jumps higher than Mario. That's <laughs> got to be some kind of performance-enhancing drug. <laughs> you, you know what? You might be right. <laughs> oh, performance enhancers for Luigi. We got to call. <laughs> got to call Goodell on this one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the guy's clearly high. He's up in the clouds. He thinks that um, eating flowers will let him shoot fireballs out of his hands. He goes swimming. He doesn't get wet. There's a lot of things going on. He, he skins raccoons and wears their skin? Yes. Yes, he has He has a, uh, a furry raccoon onesie. And he has a, a frog skin onesie. And he just walks around like this. And then he... Um, he he finds, he trips out, and he uh, drops acid, or he does a lid, and uh, he sees stars, and then uh, rave music starts to play. <laughs> I, I think you've got it all figured out, man. That's just, it's, it's too perfect to not be it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea why uh, Nintendo uh, put that on us like that. Uh, as little kids, we, were, we shouldn't be uh, subject to such uh, uh, drug abuse and, uh, you know. Women abuse. <laughs> I, I was not prepared for that as a child. You know, I wanted my, my, my heroes to be wholesome. And, and, and what did I get? I, I, got a, I got a stalker plumber and a racist princess. <laughs> yes. Exactly. See, I, I knew you would understand. Um, <laughs> now, now, let's look, briefly, we'll take ourselves away from the, um, the, the terrible example they had for our childhood and talk about the games themselves sure so when you when you got a nintendo i don't know if you were one of the lucky people that got the nintendo when it first came out but robbed the robot and gyro right but your memories of playing mario brothers any of the games what was your first game um just just a stroll down mario memory lane 
Well, the the I, I was one of the lucky kids that did have an NES as a child. Um, my stepdad actually bought one for me. Nice. And it wasn't the, the Rob the Robot. I never had Rob, never got to play Gyromite, and that's still one of those things that's on the video game bucket list I got to check off. But uh, yeah, it came with the, the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt 2-pack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He didn't bother getting me the one with track and field on it because he knew I'd never use it. I mean, I've always been a fat kid at heart. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I remember playing playing that game for the first time, and I, I'd played stuff on the Atari and the ColecoVision before, you know, the, the terrible, terrible Smurfs games. You want to talk about an acid trip, there's the Smurfs. Oh, my God, that game was awful. Oh, it was awful. But, you know, playing Pitfall and stuff like that, it was fun, but I never really, it never really captured my imagination until I played Mario. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being able to play that and just running through and being absolutely terrible. Because that game was hard as hell as a kid. Yeah, I mean, they, they gave us a brand new game, a brand new system, and it had secrets. Yeah. You can't give us secrets. We're coming from Atari with a stick and a button. Yeah, and there was, there was no Nintendo Power, no Nintendo Fun Club back then to help you out. It was, yeah. here you go, kids. Look for Warp Zone. What does a warp zone mean? Exactly. Not only was there none of that, uh, uh, those of you listening, there was also no internet. It didn't exist. That's true. <laughs> so you about, were just on your own. About the time Mario 3 came out, there was a 900 number you could call and talk to a Nintendo game counselor for $7.95 a minute, and they might give you the answer you were looking for. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I was I was able to call once for my birthday because I was stuck on I think Star Tropics or something like that. Oh my God! Do you remember what you asked him? Uh, I think I asked him how to beat the octopus boss because I couldn't figure out how to do it. Wow. Yep. <laughs> and and yeah, I guess you had to tell him make it fast. Yeah, yeah. It was it was you know I was on the clock. It was there was no you can't you know mess around on this. My mom is sitting there looking at her watch as I'm asking this question. Get, step to it. Yeah, like, um, well, let me get back. No, <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need that. Well, yeah, but you're right, though. The um, They didn't tell you what warp zones. You did, I mean, that one time where you go over somebody's house and you're playing them, and, and, and then they, they go up, and you're like, well, how'd you get up there? And then you're like, they're like playing, and then you see warp zone. You're like, what the hell is that? Yep. And, and that changes the game forever. Yeah, I remember when I'm, I think it was my Jesus, I think it was my friend Josh who who first showed me Warp Zone, and you know that's 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 what's missing today from from video games and, and entertainment is that that fucking mind blowing moment when something just completely floors you that you've never seen before. You know, nowadays everything's spoiled immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't. I mean, there's. I mean, Avengers comes out in what a week, and that's already spoiled. Oh, oh, but we're not gonna spoil it on this show. No, we're not. I haven't read any. Me neither, on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but to get back to your question, um, as far as Mario games go, I think I've played everything where he's been the star. Wow, um, even uh, uh, Doctor Mario. I played Doctor Mario. Yep. Yeah, wow. I, I I actually have a soft spot in my heart for Doctor Mario on the Game Boy because that was. It was one of those first games where you could really carry it with you and, and, and pick it up and play whenever you wanted to. It wasn't it was mindless, you know, it wasn't anything you had to put any kind of time investment to. So Well th- that that kinda goes back to one of my um my parts of my theory about the guy being a um a addict was the fact that um Mario couldn't keep a job. He was a painter, a golfer, a soccer player, a carpenter, 
a plumber, a doctor, a race car driver, a dancer, a teacher. <laughs> Just, oh my God! <laughs> I mean, think about it. He, he, he was he was the referee for all the Mike Tyson fights. Yeah, I mean, was... <laughs> the guy can't keep a job because he's always strung out. And he's clearly not worried about how many pills he got. I mean, if you just look at Dr. Mario, he was throwing stuff left and right. Exactly. Red pills, blue pills, yellow pills, mix and match. What you know, whatever you want, he's got. Is, is something going on? The guy was a snowboarder. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how he keeps getting hired. Number one, but the fact that he can't hold down a, a decent job has to say something about something. The most ridiculous thing I ever saw with Mario is when they tried to put him in a basketball game. I was like, you can't tell me that Mario's breaking ankles. <laughs> Mar 150 pound plumber is not doing a killer crossover. And you, you roll up four and you got a big sock ball or something. <laughs> Take the sock ball and that's your ball. You, you hoop it up, hoop it up with your peoples in your bedroom. And then, you know, playing around the world. You know, you got mad obstructions and uh, you play a horse. Uh, off the TV, bank off the wall, uh, sitting backwards on the dresser, over the <laughs> over the shoulder, and uh, you know, breaking shit. And, and you know, we used to work up mad sweats in there. You know, then we get the uh, Purple Swords Rex, the Corey chat. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, on uh, since you have played your uh, your fair share of Mario games. Um, not to mention, uh, as an aside, we, we had the Stalker drug addict game that they, um, they gave you a two-pack with a game that told you to, uh, just kill ducks. And if you didn't kill ducks, you were going to get ridiculed by a dog. I hate that dog to this day. <laughs> that did nothing for your self-esteem as a kid. No, not at all. I'm two inches away from the screen and I can't shoot that duck. And here comes that fucking dog to laugh at me. Which you could not shoot. Nope. <laughs> and everybody tried. You know what, I, I didn't learn until, I mean, I'm talking a few years ago, that the other person would, can control the ducks. Are you serious? See, you didn't know either, yeah. I had no idea. If you put a controller in the two player, that's two, the second player can control the ducks. Holy shit, you could have given your friends aneurysms as a kid. <laughs> would have been hilarious. Yes, it would have. <laughs> but... But since you have played just about every game starring Mario, the uh, uh, drug addict, what are your favorite favorite Mario games? Should get top five or so? Top five. Uh, number one for me is Super Mario World from the, from the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of those games I still break out to this day and probably play about once a year. Uh, you know, either either through emulators or, or my my Super Nintendo if it feels like working that day. Nice. Uh, number two, Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo. Hmm, I've never seen that game. Oh, I'm telling you, man, that is one of the finest Mario games ever made. Uh, the, the team behind, I think it was Illusion of Mano or Legend of Gaia from Squaresoft, got the rights to make an RPG based off of Mario. And it's fantastic. I mean, you get to play as Bowser, you get to play as some new characters that they made. Uh, but it's it's absolutely wonderful. It's just a great game. I have to check it out. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. Uh, number three, Super Mario Two. Wait, oh, hold on, hold on. Yep. Hold on. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. You don't mean the Mario that came after the Super Mario Brothers 
on the Nintendo. The the one that came before Super Mario 3. I do. The one where you could pick different people and you could actually play as him. Yep, I was told no, every single time. No one likes that game. It, it's I, I adore that game. I absolutely adore that game. And I think a lot of that has to do with that was the first game that I saved my allowance for about a year for the box. Oh my God. And then he ended up with that? Yeah. And, and I, I still love it though. I mean, it's it's such a departure from the series. It's so different than the first one, and it's so different than anything else that's been made. I just, I, I love it. I don't know why I love the game so much, but I do. It's now I can't give you too much grief because I'm one of the, uh, I think, two people on the planet that actually likes uh, Zelda Two. I like Zelda Two as well. Yeah, that is um, that is critically panned by everyone. I, I almost, I, I actually, I can, I can honestly say my cousin Amanda borrowed Zelda 2 and her sister Alexis put a magnet on it and erased the cartridge. Yo, who does this? And I did not speak to that girl for almost two years as a result. Yeah, she needs the uh, Yoshi treatment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, immediately after Mario 2, there was Mario 3. Yeah, I think that's probably most people's favorite. Exactly. Mario 3 was complete. It was completely frustrating, but it was complete nonetheless. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the memories I've got of Mario 3, you know, go, the, the different worlds they put in that game were amazing. You know, you had the, the giant world, the ice world that everybody skipped. Oh, no um, one likes the ice world. No. Uh, the pipe world, that was crazy confusing. And then you had all the different power-ups. I mean, that, that that's where that game really got it together. I mean, the Hammer Brothers suit was fantastic. Oh, my God, yeah. The wash. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's probably going to be my top ones. I mean, Mario Galaxy's all right. Super Mario 64 is all right. But th those are those are the big four for me. I like the... the um, if, 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 I would. I would take the... Um, I like the Mario Wii. The Galaxy game? No, the, the Super Mario Brothers Wii, where you can be four the people wash. at the same time and you play the whole thing. That would be one I haven't played. I actually forgot that game came out. You have to play that game. That game is like uh, Mario 1 and 3 on steroids. I'll check it out then. Yeah, you, you, that's, that's a must. Um, so the, the offshoot games, the Dr. Mario and Mario Kart and, and, and all of these, did you, other than Dr. Mario, did you, did you gravitate towards any of those? Play, I've played a lot of Mario Kart in my life. It's one of the games that my wife really likes to play. Uh, so she beats you often. Every single time. <laughs> She's much better at the game than I am. Uh, we play that. We, we've got it for our DSs. We'll, we'll link up and we'll play that. Uh, and I played Mario Party, which I hate. Wait a minute. Mario Party on the on the Wii or on the Super Nintendo? Uh, on the Wii. The Mario Party on the Wii is incredible. You must suck at it. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible at it. That's what it is. I'm terrible at it, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what is happening. If I'm playing that game, I roll a one every single goddamn time. You got to get the um, get the slow go candy, and then <laughs> and, yeah, and try to time it. I, I just I'm I, about halfway through. I, I'm, when we start, I'm excited to play, and about halfway through, I'm, I'm screaming at the television because I'm just so fed up. Uh, yeah, but I've, I've I mean I've played a lot of the shoot offshoot games. I mean it's. It's you know I, I I grew up and you know just like you grew up in the video game generation it was constant. Now now you mentioned uh, the Super Mario on the um, the the Super Nintendo yep. and the RPG on the Super Nintendo. 
So obviously you have a, um, a fun connection to the Super Nintendo. Yep. So are you one of the people, and by one of the people I mean crazy people, that would say that the Super Nintendo is better than the Sega Genesis? I would say the exclusives for the Super Nintendo are better than the exclusives for the Sega Genesis. But the Sega Genesis is a far superior system. You know what? That is an excellent answer, and I can agree with that because the exclusives would include Mario, and most people would pick Mario over Sonic. Yeah, uh, you, you give me Super Mario World, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Pilot Wings, F-Zero, and Earthbound, I'm set. So, okay, I can take it. I can take that. Super Nintendo's exclusives, yes. But Sega Genesis overall... Well, it's the, the graphics were better, the sound was better, better color palette. I mean, Sonic. I'm, I'm going to pick Mario over Sonic every single day, but the Sonic games are a blast. Yeah, you know, it's that's the first time I ever felt like I was going fast in a game. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even with Tails. Yep. Stupid Tails. Yeah, dumbass Tails. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we need to donkey punch Tails. Yes. Um, <laughs> so when you played the Mario games with the uh, drug, addi drug addicted uh, stalker. Yep. Did, you, did you play straight through or did you warp zone it? When I discovered warp zone and I figured out that I could skip stuff like the ice level we were talking about, mm -hmm. warp zone every single time. <laughs> um, when, when I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't beat the first one until I learned about warp zone because that game's just, it, it's, it's insanely difficult. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So have you, you beat, you beat one. Yeah, I've beaten one, I've beaten two, I've beaten three. Wow. I don't uh, think I've ever beat three. Uh, three, three is an investment. That one takes a while because you got to get through the water level with the, with the frog suit. And that's just, that's just, that's really hard. Yeah, that, that water level with the frog suit is almost as worse as the, um, the water level on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, God damn it. I hate that <laughs> No one likes that water level. No, the worst design level ever in video games. It's just, it's impossible to beat for a child or an adult. I can safely say that because I've gone back and tried. Yes. And, if, and if, if, if you're one of those people that's sitting sitting in your car or sitting at work listening saying, oh, I could beat that, you know you couldn't. You're a liar. <laughs> you're a filthy liar. You need to get Mario uh, Yoshi punched. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or just leave it in the comments. Yeah, either way. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you get to the end of the uh, Mario um, RPG? Yeah, I beat Mario RPG. I beat Mario World. That's pretty much where it ends, though. I, I didn't beat Mario 64. I didn't beat uh, Super Mario Galaxy 1 or 2. Um, yeah, there's no real ending to Mario Kart or anything like that. So. All right, so what is the worst Mario game? Ooh, jeez. Uh, or least favorite. Least least favorite, I'm going to have to go with the original Mario Brothers, not Super Mario Brothers. Oh, but the one with the POW button. Yeah, the one with the POW button. I just, I, I've got friends who just speak so fondly of that game, and I, I don't get the adoration of that title. You it's must just, have never played it in the arcade. I never did. See, that's, never. that's what it is. Well, if you played that game in the arcade, in the giant arcade cabinet, that game was the end-all, be-all, because when it came out, it was one of the only games that you could play on the same screen with someone. 
Okay. It was one of the first ones. Otherwise, you had to wait, you know, wait turns. But that one, you actually could play with each other and and you're jumping on each other's heads and <laughs> doing all kind of. Or somebody is hitting a power button before you want them to, and you get pissed off. So that that game has a lot of memories for people. Okay, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I didn't. I, as many video games as I played, I didn't go to a lot of arcades till I was a teenager. And by then, it was Street Fighter Two. You know, it was straight to the fighting games, straight to Ken and Ryu, and just going that way. So. Well, see now this is this is something I. I, I I think I just discovered. So, the original game, I'm thinking that there was a Luigi and Mario killed Luigi. See, because he was, he was probably hopped up. Yeah. Or Luigi tried to have an intervention and he fed him to the sidewalking crabs that was coming, <laughs> coming after him. And after that, he just used that identity later one to probably uh, a new social for all those job applications yep. and uh, to get his utilities turned back on and <laughs> <laughs> bank loans clearly needed new overalls credit card applications yeah and all that so that's probably what happened and we never that's why we haven't seen him play on the screen at the same time since because <laughs> he killed him or yeah, he, he, he killed luigi it's a damn shame. But I mean, what what do we expect? He's already murdering uh, animals and 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 we're chasing after princesses so bad that they had to give imposter princesses. It was Peach and <laughs> Daisy. Yup. Like we got to do something about this guy. Okay, so so let, let's take this a step further. Are we sure that Daisy wasn't just some kind of figment of Mario's drug-addled imagination? Because she was always Luigi's girl. Yeah. So, so if, if Mario is Luigi, do we even have a guarantee that Daisy's real? Because she hasn't appeared in any of the real Mario games. I mean, she's been in Mario Tennis and Mario Party, but no, none of the, like the for lack of a better term, incontinuity games, if there is such a continuity of this drug-addled maniac. You know what? You make an excellent point. <laughs> I, I think she just might be a figment. She's, she's, she's when he's hopped up on the, um, on the Magic Shrooms. You know, it's, it's, and it's, as I said earlier, it's quite possible that there is no Magic Kingdom. And what happened was Mario was, you know, he's, he went to a house to do some plumbing work. And it was a beautiful woman there. And he left and he started, you know, smoking on his, uh, his bong, his, uh, <laughs> his, his mushroom bong. And um, he started thinking about her. Of course, after you drop all that acid, you forget where she lives at. And so, him going to these castles, the castle and world, the world is really going to different blocks in the city and different houses. And every time he goes to one of these houses, they're like, um, nobody by that name lives here. So he goes to the other house, i.e. the other castle. So, th and think about this too. It, it always seems like whenever... Whenever he's on his quest to find this this mystical girl that doesn't exist or that is hiding from him, if he gets in trouble, what does he do? He ducks down into the sewers all of a sudden. <laughs> Shout out to Raphael Turtle. Yeah. So so he's he's hiding bodies in the sewers of New York. Oh no, he's giving them the Bruce Wayne treatment. Yeah, he is. Exactly. And your theory on Bruce Wayne is one hundred percent accurate. Thank you, sir. You heard it here first. I, I when I heard that when I, when I first saw the write up for the show, I was like, "There is no way that he's going to convince me of this." And then I listened, and I was like, "Your arguments make sense." Exactly. 
Bruce Wayne is a mass murderer. And, and this marks the second mass murderer show that I've done on the EDP. <laughs> Bruce Wayne and Mario are mass murderers. Yep. And he's dragging people into the sewers. You know, you, you make a good point because what we see, we see Mario go in the pipe and come out of the pipe. We don't ever see what actually is going on in those pipes. Nope. Nope. There could be bodies strung up everywhere. I mean, and, and let's face it, there's been some where he goes, he goes into one of those pipes and he comes out with some kind of special power. So he's doing some kind of crazy, crazy absorbing the souls of his enemies or something like that, like a spirit animal. And just... Animal. Yes, and then he gets all paranoid and he sees the um, the bones of the turtles that he's killed come back alive and come after him. <laughs> after he jumps on their heads. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what is happening. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to get this kind of uh, in-depth analysis anywhere else. No. <laughs> I already mentioned that the guy, he, 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 he sniffs up the stardust, he snorts it up, or he, he shoots it, and um, he gets paranoid because he sees a ghost coming. As long as he's turned around, the ghost doesn't come. But as soon as he turns around, the ghost comes back after him. Oh my god, you're, you're spot on, man. He's completely having a paranoia freakout. Yes, because even though he turns around, he's still looking at the ghost. It's not like the ghost disappears. No. <laughs> Coach is just standing there like, hey, how you doing, Mario? <laughs> Remember you killed me in the sewers a couple of, <laughs> a couple of days ago? Oh, wow. Yeah, so clearly um, there's something going on. There, there, we, we need the, um, the, the in-depth story, and they're probably not going to give it to us. They keep shoving these games down their throats. Um, uh, I mentioned earlier that when you start the game, now, uh, this is this is very important, uh, Jay. When you play the game, you're going to get the princess, correct? Yeah. And you're to assume that, you know, either the princess is his girlfriend or she's been kidnapped, yes? I think that's implied, sure. Okay. So is when you when you when you put the cartridge in, when you blow the cartridge and you <laughs> place it into your Nintendo and you you hit start. Is there any indication saying that, hey, go get this woman, or hey, your girlfriend's been taken, or anything? Does they even mention a princess in the beginning of the game? The only game it does is Mario 64. And how many years is that after the original game? It's like 15 years after the original game, so this is something that he's cooked up in his mind. To, to make himself believe that, oh, Peach baked me a cake. That's where I need to go. I need to go into her house and steal her cake. Exactly. Because there's nothing that tells you, hey, go get this girl or your girl's been taken. It's just, all right, uh, walk to the right. Yeah, it's, you know, you start out and it's press start. Go kill some folks. That's, that's exactly the entire premise of the game. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, we, we might need to rebrand the game, uh, Super Mario Red Rum. Yeah! Yeah, I think that's good. That's good. That, expl that, that explains the red hat, too. Yes, the red hat and the, and the overalls there. There's a uh, red rum. It's his Dexter outfit. That's his killing clothes. 
Oh, shout out to Patrick Bateman, too. You like Huey Lewis in the news? Uh, they're okay. Your early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Hey, Alberstrap. Yes, Alan? Why are the copies of the style section all over the place? Do you have a dog, a little chow or something? <laughs> no, Alan. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. In 87, Huey released this for their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square, a song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of friends, it's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! Ah! <laughs> uh, and uh, then he, he cooks up these uh, villains, this uh, Wario, yeah, don't get, don't even get me started on Wario. I mean, Wario is is clearly just another phase of Mario, where it's Mario that's strung out, Mario that's that's doing the same things he was doing as Mario, but now he's just an asshole. <laughs> that's that's when they that's when uh, Peach and Daisy and uh, Toadette and Toad they all get together for uh, Super Mario intervention. Yep. And and they say uh, they get up and tell. Mario about the times that his drug addiction hurt them and uh, uh, Peach gets up and says, well, when you dressed up as Wario. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to dress like a pimp and wore gold and purple. And tried to make us convinced that driving your 57 Chevy was going to make you some kind of cool guy, but you were just a jerk, Mario. You hurt us. You're Chevy with the 20-inch turtle shell wheels. <laughs> we know you killed those turtles. And here's some now. There's their bones, and they're coming back alive. <laughs> oh my God! See, people, this is this is what happens when um, you sit around and you overanalyze things. You, the truth comes out. Yeah. All right. Now, one more thing about uh, the Mario games, since you played all of them, and we're not going to count the ice level. Okay. Or the water level. <laughs> so besides those two, what are the hardest levels? Well, so we got two. Let's go with three more for the top five hardest Mario levels. Uh, the desert level in Super Mario 2, where the the sand is constantly sinking, and if you jump into it, you got to keep pressing the jump button to get out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Because that angry sun's gonna try and get you. What is with the angry sun? It, it makes you not want to eat raisin bran ever again. The, the angry sun? That is clearly a, a that, that is you dropped a couple tabs and you're seeing the sun that's angry. The sun the sun grants life. The sun doesn't try and kill anybody. Yes, we somehow he yeah, he, he pops the tabs and then the angry raisin bran sun no longer wants to give you two scoops. He wants to burn your face off. Yep, that's that's all it is. Uh, Alright, so we got sun, we got ice, we've got water. I'm gonna go with next the pipe level from Mario 3. You know, it's that entire world, I think it's world 6 or world 7, where it's nothing but pipes. You jump into a pipe, it takes you all over the level and spits you out some other side. Mm -hmm. 
it, it's basically a maze. It, it's just tough to deal with, especially as like a 10 year old, you know, you don't have the patience for that. Hormones are flying everywhere. You don't want to deal with a maze. Damn right. Like it took me so forever to figure out in the, uh, in the castle that if you don't like go down at a certain point, you just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Yep. I had no idea. And then final one would be uh, in uh, in Mario Three. Actually, honestly, I'm gonna say in any 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 video game ever that's a platformer that decides it's gonna move the screen for you. Oh yes. Don't don't feed me that bullshit. You know, I'm playing this game for fun. I'm on my time. I'm not on your time. You're not gonna rush me through anything. Yeah, you're gonna move me, move me along. It's like, hey, I can press pause if I needed to do something. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent point. Very good point. Yeah, I always hated that. And, and the mere fact that um, um, Mario jumping twice while he's in the air makes him go higher. Something, something's going on there. He doesn't. Ha he, he has the brand new retro Jordans. That yeah. There, there's. Look, I, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief a little bit in these games. Look, I, I get that maybe there's some kind of upcurrent that makes Peach float when she jumps. <laughs> you know, there's there's cobras that that jump up out of the sand, spit at you, and then run away on their butts. Fine, whatever. There's not a single human being on the planet that can jump twice in midair. Oh. Let alone a uh, a pudgy plumber from Brooklyn. Exactly. From the BK. Exactly. Oh. You know, I mean, he's, 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 wearing, he's wearing fur onesies, he's shooting fireballs, um, he has road rage, he's on the clouds, he's, he has beanstalks that he's climbing up, <laughs> he's Yoshi punching. He, he's killing animals left and right. Killing he's, animals. He's tied up with the mob with all the Goombas. He's, he's got restraining orders left and right against him from all these different all these different kings in Mario 3. We're sorry, the princess isn't here. Please go away. Just take this and leave. And, and clearly he has, the, he has the biggest pockets ever because these gigantic coins are going somewhere. Yep. And um, ladies and gentlemen, along with his uh, stalking and his drug addiction, if you've played Mario 3, you've also got a taste of his gambling problem. Oh, the slot machine. He has the slot machine and he has the uh, card game where he's matching for uh, drugs and uh, paraphernalia. Yep, that's right. I forgot all about those. There's a lot of layers to this Mario character. There, there really are. And, you know, you kind of got to look at... At the end of the day, you got to look at the creators of this stuff. You know, these guys, that's, that's some messed up stuff. Yeah, it's... it's I don't get that impression when I play Zelda of Link, and I guess the same guy created him. I wonder if he was under duress when he created Mario. Yeah, he was on something. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, at this point, this is a great time to take a break. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break here, and then we're going to come back, and and uh, Mr. Malone, you, you want to answer some questions? Yeah, I can do that. All right, so we're going to do the fifth. Let's get it.
Get the power to move with the Acclaim wireless remote for your Nintendo Entertainment System. The Acclaim remote gets you mobile in a WrestleMania grudge match. Flying Airwolf. The Acclaim remote's rapid fire mode needs higher stores permission. In the battle for Iron Sword, seconds count. So you need a controller with a look and feel you already know. Accurate up to 30 feet. The official wireless remote controller licensed by Nintendo, created by Acclaim. Get the Acclaim remote. The power to move. Bart! Go to bed! Sure thing, Dad! It's Bart versus the Space Mutants for your Bart. NES. Rumba. Only Bart Simpson can save the Earth. Bart! Okay, <laughs> Get the Simpsons game for your NES from Acclaim. Welcome back. Um, this is the is Mario a drug addicted stalker uh, slash gambler all around degenerate show. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Jay Malone, aka uh, JC, aka uh, Jay Corduroy. AKA, that's the sound that corduroys make when you walk. So, so, spell that, motherfuckers. Um, and this part of the show is where we, uh, we 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 subject our guests, and I say our like there's more than one person doing the show. Um, okay, this is everyone's show. This is the people's show, uh, where we uh, subject them to the Fed. So that being said. You ready? Yes, I am. Question number one. You are a fighting game fan. Yes. So where do you go? Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Street Fighter. Wow. You said that without hesitation. Not, no hesitation at all. I, I am not a Mortal Kombat fan. How is that possible? It has Scorpion and uh, Sub-Zero there. I love Scorpion. I love Sub-Zero. But the mechanics in that game just are... I, I, I don't like the system they have set up. I prefer the Capcom and SNK system, you know, with you know flowing motions as opposed to complicated button presses. I, I just I prefer the characters in, in Street Fighter and, and over Mortal Kombat. I just I have more fun with those games. Mortal Kombat has a better backstory. Okay, so who are your go-to characters when 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 Jay sits down and picks up the sticks and you pick this character? You're not gonna lose. Sagat. Hey, where I'm at? Highland. Oh, yeah. Round one. Fight. Tiger, 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 tiger. Upper toss in something flying to shut these lion suckers up. If I got a problem with you, but I got, I don't know that Pixar movie. Look at y'all like, what the fuck is up? Cause when you broke, huh? Ain't nothing funny, her. No. Around us, well, it smell like money there. My crew's tough if you jump. Leave you with two bumps on your head like Chun Lee hair. They blacked out from the That's my number one. Um, other than that, yeah, if, if you know what, I'm gonna go top five. Right. Top five. Uh -huh. Sagat's my number one. Uh -huh. uh, number two is Dan from Street Fighter Alpha. Mm -hmm. uh, he is a, he's a joke character, but I love playing him. I've always loved playing him. So they laugh at you and then you beat their ass. That's pretty much it right there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three would probably be E Honda. Yeah. Wow. Fast with the hands there. Yep. <laughs> okay. Number four, Chun Li. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Shishi. Ah, 
the sexiest legs in video game history. I yes, guess all sir. my training paid off, huh? And number five is Sakura. I don't, is that, that's the one with the scarf? That's the schoolgirl. It's a schoolgirl. It's yeah. always a schoolgirl in these games. Okay, okay. And we, we went, we didn't go chunk at all. There was no Ken, there was no, no Ryu, there's no... You know who I like? I like Dalsum. Oh, God. Uh, Dalsum's awesome. Uh, he, he's, he's in the top ten. I like that guy. Uh, Dawson, I like Guile. Uh, not very good with Guile, but I like him. Okay, so since you poo-pooed on the Mortal Kombat, where do you go? Tekken or Soul Calibur? Ooh. Yeah, that's right. You take that. Okay. Uh, Soul Calibur. I know it's a tough choice, but I would have to go Soul Calibur as well. The the Soul Calibur, you've got the weapons. Yeah. There, there's something to be said about the storyline too, as as convoluted and completely broken as it is. It's incredibly broken. It, it's it's fun. It's cheese though. It's like B movie, B movie fun. You know, it's like it's like playing Clash of the Titans. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, who's your go-to character on uh, Soul Calibur? Oh man, um, probably Sophia. Oh, I hate her. Yeah, with it's... the uh, the shield and the oh yeah, I hate her. Yeah, and, and other than that, oh, I can't remember her name. The girl with the whip. Is it Rose? That's my girl, Ivy. Ivy, that's it. Yeah. yeah. She's incredibly hard to use, but if you learn it, yep. No, it's, it's, a, it's a ball. Uh, what about Tekken? Uh, Tekken, Tekken. Um, I'm not terribly good at so I don't play it a lot I usually get uh, when I play Tekken I get my ass kicked by my co-host Rob mm -hmm. um, but if I play I, I kind of go easy mode on that I go with Eddie you know, oh my okay we stop stop yeah All right, yeah well let's move on to the next question anytime you're gonna bring up Eddie Gordo it is time to move on yeah <laughs> uh, shout outs to uh, a broken character so <laughs> but question number two Okay. On all the video games that you love and you play and you hold dear to you. Yep. The hardest villains, the hardest bosses to beat. Give me a three. Wow. That's a fantastic question. I, mean, um, I, I tried it. I tried it. As a matter of fact, since you said that, give me five. Okay. All right. Uh, let's start with Cyber Akuma from... Uh, I want to say it's Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to go with Arthas from World of Warcraft. You're a World of Warcraft guy. I was. I haven't played in a while, but uh, I, I had a hell of a time trying to beat Arthas. Or, you know, th there's there's a bunch of characters, you know. Uh, what was his name from... Now yeah, Arthas is the best answer there. Okay, uh, okay. Let's see. Um... Bison from Street Fighter from Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo was incredibly difficult to get through. Nobody liked that guy. No. Uh, in a nice outfit though. Yeah, he did. He's a snappy dresser. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> uh, Goro from Mortal Kombat. Oh my God, the original. Yep. Oh my. It, I think it took me like a month. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can completely agree with that. And there was no saving. You just had to make your way back to him as well. Yeah, and if you lost, you got knocked all the way back down to the bottom of the ladder. Start over. Oh, yeah. yeah that was awful. 
And then I'm gonna go with my last one. I'm gonna go with uh, Final Form Kefka from Final Fantasy VI. Hmm, I, and I was I was expecting a Sephiroth or uh, a, a Solid Snake or something. Okay. I Both like good that. choices, but yeah, Kefka, Kefka gave me fits for a while because I usually got to him earlier than I should have. Ah, that's what it was. <laughs> okay, that makes sense then. Okay. Uh, question number three. Okay. Favorite RPG of all time? Earthbound. With no hesitation, ladies and gentlemen. What gave it the uh, top honors? Uh, it's so weird. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 a completely bizarre game. Uh, but it, honestly, if I had to, if what put it over the edge was the music. Um, music's real easy to overlook in games, but it's such a good soundtrack and it, may, it takes full advantage of what the Super Nintendo could do well with its sound chip and you know it uses samples from the Beatles from the Beach Boys uh, and, and just kind of puts this weird twist on them oh, that's and, nice. yeah it's 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 a hell of a game <clears throat> it's bizarre it's the strangest video game I've ever played in my life but what, what makes it so strange I've never played it so you're you're fighting a uh, you're, you're, it takes place in, in the modern day, mm -hmm. or, you know, 1994 modern day. <clears throat> you have to fight villains like Dirty Hippies. Um, we need Mario. Yeah. <laughs> taxi cabs that come to life. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Taxi cabs yep. that come to life? Yep. Uh, there's a, the main villain in the game is named Gygas, and it's, uh, he belches and farts on you. It is Guy Gas. It's, and to top it off, when you bought the game, it came in an it came in an oversized box because it came with a strategy guide. And inside the strategy guide were scratch and sniff stickers. Please That's, don't tell me that you can scratch yes. and sniff a fart. Yep. <laughs> wow. It, the game just reveled in its weirdness, and it was it was so good and so weird. And you had the the game. The game had a system where you could save money, but the way you saved money was by calling your dad, who you never met. <laughs> and your your dad did nothing but give you shit about how you were not saving enough money and how you needed to go home and see your mom. Oh my god. Yep. Why isn't there a movie made from this, this video game? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm speech. You, you call your dad that you've never... Oh, Earthbound, huh? Yep. Hey, sport, you need to go home and see your mother. Here's some money. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, that's the, then that is a... I, if I ever played that, it would probably be my favorite, too. Yeah. Uh, for those of you playing at home, my favorite role-playing game is a split between uh, Fantasy Star 2 and Sword of Vermilion, both on the Genesis. Both fantastic games. I love those games. I have those games on my Wii now. Ah, good choice. I, I, I recently got rid of my Wii. I need to get it back. Oh, yes. Yeah, which, which segues into the fourth question. Okay. Because uh, what I did was I homebrewed my Wii, so I have everything on it. Nice. Um, what are your top five NES games, period? Okay. Uh, number five, Mega Man 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number four, Blaster Master. Ah, Blaster Master, okay. Number three. Ooh, number three. 
Shout out to number three. Yeah, this is this is where it gets tough because now it's now it's seeding. Yeah, because now we're in we're in for the metal contention. Um, <laughs> number three, Final Fantasy. Number two, Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. Ladies and gentlemen, a Zelda Two reference. Yep, I like it. And number one. Uh oh, here it is. Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. Wow. No one saw that one coming. No, it, you know, usually people go, you know, people forget about Simon's Quest because it was it, it was it was a really long game and really difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the first game that I made my mom rent for me about ten times from Blockbuster so I could beat it. Oh, shout out to the rentals. Yeah, I remember those days. Wow. Okay, I like that. I like that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're 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 down to question number five. Now, listen, I don't, you've heard the show, and I know a lot of times my fifth question is off the wall and sometimes inappropriate. You know, I'm asking beat up sixth graders, <laughs> weird F. Mary Kills. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to give you any off the wall questions. It's going to be a very simple, what would you rather have question. Okay. <clears throat> now, what would you rather have? happened to you your arms tied behind your back and have Ryan Dempster throw now Ryan Dempster is a is a is a pitcher for the uh, for the Cubbies have Ryan Dempster throw five cooked hot pockets at your forehead <laughs> or have Grammy Award winner Adele fart on your tongue twice, butt naked. Uh, I have seen Ryan Dempster pitch, and I can call into question his accuracy, so I'm going to go with the Dempster hot pockets. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, who's going to get a couple of uh, hot, hot and ready pepperonis fired, fired at him? Um, okay. <laughs> No, nobody wants Adele to fart on the tongue. But Nick, no, absolutely not. Come on, rolling in the deep. <laughs> hey, girl can sing her ass off. Doesn't mean she needs to get that ass anywhere near my mouth. I'm sure. I'm sure that they they smell like uh, uh, daffodils and potpourri. They, they they smell like sadness and regret. That girl is the saddest woman on the planet. It's like that green smoke and Scooby Doo with the come here finger. <laughs> It goes up your nose, and then you're floating in the air following it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, ex- excellent answers there, sir. Um, look, um, at, at this point in the show, I'd like to give my guests, in this case you, uh, the floor to give any shout-outs or, or, or say what you want to say or plug anything you want to plug. And, um, and 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 tell me how great a show that I have. That's optional. Uh, uh, <laughs> but you, the floor is yours right now. You can do and say whatever you want. Go ahead. All right. So first off, honestly, the show is great. Um, this this is this along with uh, Underscoop Fire, Cold Slither, and uh, What's on Joe Mind are my my immediate listens the second they download. 
Nice. Uh, I, you guys just, you in particular, just make magic on this show. I, I've told you before, it's the slickest sounding podcast I've ever heard. And I, I wish I had half the editing and production chops you do because my show would sound so much better. Um, so thank you for letting me be on it. I, I do truly appreciate it. Um, as far as what I can, what I can plug, well, I mean, I've got I've got the the Push to Regen podcast. If anyone's interested in Hero Clicks, hit us up on Podbean or on iTunes. Um, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Jay Corduroy, and uh, the podcast is at Push to Regen, all one word. Uh, additionally, you can find me at sequentialawesome.tumblr.com, and I write for the Terror Drome as well. So if you're interested in GI Joe talk, uh, typically about chuckles. Please come on over to the Terror Drone. You know, we're always looking for new members of the community. So, hate chuckles here at the EDP. I know you do. As as all Cobra Commander, everything. There is no way we're going to promote chuckles here. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know what? I'm gonna buy you the trade for Cobra Two, and I'm gonna send it to you so you can read it. Oh my God. As I love Cobra Command. I love the character, but and had as big of a fan as Chuckles as I am. Had you told me before that series hit that he would he would he would take you know, he would do what happened because I don't want to spoil it. Right. I'd have told you you were insane, and then it would have been. A, it, there's no way the story would have worked. The story works on so many levels, man. It's not even funny. It's impossible. It's the perfect GI Joe story. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know what we're gonna do? We 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 on on that sad somber note. We see we need to get back to Adele farting on his tongue to <laughs> lift spirits. <laughs> but instead, um, we're gonna talk some. We're gonna talk a little bit of GI Joe. So if you're listening to the show, um, it's like when you go see the Avengers in any other Marvel movie. You might want to stick around to the end. Yeah. So, but. For now, again, I thank you for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it. Um, we're going to promote it like crazy, and then we're going to get our hero clicks on and push the regen and, and the whole bit, and we're going um, we're gonna to see if we can get Ryan Dempster that Hot Pockets endorsement deal. <laughs> as, as long as I can, if he gets the, the endorsement deal and he throws them at my head, as long as one of them can be the barbecue chicken one, I'm set. Because that one is delicious. That's going to be the one that he misses. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Jake Horner.
How's about a little kiss? I got roast beef in my teeth, got some chicken too. Ouch! That's a cavity. Hey, that's new. Well, if you don't brush your teeth, then get you too. Can be a yuck mouth. Don't be a yuck mouth. Another nutritional message from the ABC Television Network. Yeah. Yuck mouth, man. That is a classic. Um, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're about to wrap this one up, put a bow on it, get out of here. Uh, again, thank you to my guest, Jay Malone, a.k.a. at Jay Corduroy, a.k.a. at JC, a.k.a. the Yoshi punchiness <laughs> on the planet. Um, uh, this point, it shows what we do, my top five. And according to the poll on eclecticrelaxation.com, the least favorite segment of the show. <laughs> Maybe I should get rid of it. Today's top five, top five chocolate cereals of all time. <laughs> See, there's a lot of cereals that have chocolate in it, and 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 they're out there to, to, to fool you into thinking that they're delicious. And, and I'm here to show you which five you need to go for. And we're not talking about any of those new wave uh, chocolate substitute cereals that all of a sudden want to put chocolate on it. No chocolate Cheerios. The hell with chocolate Cheerios. We're talking about some OG classics. So, um, number five, Count Chocula. Count Chocula, the granddaddy of all monster cereals, uh... Well, I don't know. Maybe it's Frankenberry and then Booberry, but never Fruity Yummy Mommy. We don't do that shit. Get the Fruity Yummy Mommy out of here. Anyway, uh, the Count Chocula Monster Cereal is dope, but the problem was the marshmallows were too small. They were the uh, Swiss Miss chocolate hard-ass, whack-ass marshmallows, and that took away from everything. If they would have upped their marshmallow game, it would have been higher on the list. I'm saying. Uh, number four, we're going to go with Cocoa Puffs. Now, Cocoa Puffs, this could be a controversial uh, placement there because Cocoa Puffs was kind of delicious, but they were too basic. You know, they were kind of plain. Sonny was a good uh, spokesperson for them. Um, I it's a dodo bird, cuckoo bird, yeah, cuckoo bird, it's cuckoo for cocoa puffs, um, but, nah, I just didn't care for them, I think it's because when I was in grade school, they always had those as an option for the, uh, breakfast for cereal, and I didn't want those, um, number three, let's see, number three, shout out to number three, um, it counts as chocolate. Now, so I'm going to just say that right now. And plus, it's my list. So if you got something you want to put on there, it's like some bullshit chocolate alphabets, you go ahead with your little whack-ass list. But my list, number three, Cookie Crisp. Now, Cookie Crisp was dope because it was like eating cookies for breakfast. It's like, how, how we get away with this? Like, do they really notice what we're doing? We're eating chocolate chip cookies for breakfast. We're just pouring milk on them instead of dunking it. By the way, who dunks cookies? You know, you got a cookie, a nice, pristine, chewy cookie. And by the way, all cookies should be chewy. None of that hard-ass, original uh, uh, Chips Ahoy shit. Get them crumbs out of here. But anyway. You're dunking your pristine 
cookie into some liquid and then it get all soggy and stupid. Who? Oh, I don't know. I don't understand. Especially Oreos. Why would you do that? Now your Oreo milk look like. Anyway, cookie crisp. <laughs> it was dope because he was getting away with eating dessert for breakfast, which, you know, I guess we still do with donuts and slices of cake. Never understood that. Like a pancake is a cake, but you wouldn't just sit up and eat it. Anyway, um, the cookie crisp is number three. Now, number two and number one are interchangeable, and they should be tied, but since this is my list and I can always make a decision, we're going to go with Cocoa Krispies. Cocoa Krispies is number two, and Cocoa Pebbles is number one. Now, I know what you're saying. Cocoa Krispies and Cocoa Pebbles get soggy in 1.3 seconds after being in contact with milk. But we're going to offset that with the delicious milk that it produces. So <laughs> we're going to put those at two and one. And if you, if you don't like them, uh, it's really a personal problem. But feel free to, uh, to hit the comments and and uh, the reviews and, and, and let your voice be heard <laughs> so that's the list that's the chocolate cereal list that's how it's going down um, what have we learned today <laughs> well we learned that the makers of Mario Brothers did not care about the youth they were on uh, acid and LSD and, and it was shown through their uh, portrayal of this this short, pudgy uh, plumber from Marcy Projects. <laughs> we learned that Mario was a drug addict. We learned that Mario was a stalker. We learned that um, Luigi may or may not exist, or Mario may or may not exist. Um, we learned a brand new phrase and term and possibly sex position, Yoshi punching. Um, we learned um, that you have to roll your kickball a very specific way. And you learned that somewhere, somehow, there's a surplus of dingy volleyballs in the hood. <laughs> we, we learned how to makeshift basketball courts for indoors and outdoors. Um, we, we learned that you can scratch and sniff farts and instead of the Funkasaurus calling his mother on role-playing games, you have to call your deadbeat dad. So <laughs> we learned a lot more and in any of the um, items and, and, and favorite lines and, and jokes or good parts of the show that, that you like, please uh, tweet them out, uh, hashtag EDP or, um, or you know, send me an email. Uh, podcast at eclecticrelaxation.com now last time we did the show I, I said that I was going to um, I was contemplating whether or not I should read iTunes reviews and people said that I should so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a couple of iTunes reviews because I have 13 ladies and gentlemen um, and I'm going to um, I'm going to read a couple so uh, if you don't really give a damn, tune out now. But then come back for the uh, 
for the for the Weezy Jefferson. Uh, let me get some review reading music. This review is um, by General Geekery Cast. Uh, shout outs to uh, uh, JG. I really appreciate the um, review here. Um, it says, Eclectic is one of my favorite podcasters, seriously. And the EDP is pure entertainment. From the opening random reflections by Mr. Eclectic to the instrumental moving on up theme that closes the show, I never know what to expect, but I always look forward to seeing E, what E will talk about next. That's me. The EDP is simply awesome. Shout outs to Honesty. And that was very nice. I appreciate it. Um, and and our, our attempt to uh, keep that type of uh, thing going there. Uh, we have a review by a Mr. Brian Moore, friend of the show, a uh, friend on Twitter. You know, obviously they're friends because they're being nice to me. Um, he writes great topics, insightful discussions, uh, knowledgeable guests, professional production. Professional production? Well, look at me now. Uh, there's nothing negative that I can say. I highly recommend this podcast. You know what, Brian? I agree. I highly recommend this podcast as well. And thank you for the kind words. Now, one more. Now, this is the latest review, and this is from someone that I do not know. So that makes this even more interesting-er. That's a word. Hey, if the Click Nation can use worser, I can use interestinger. So... <laughs> This this review is from Black Chart Fan. I don't know, but I appreciate it, uh, Black Chart Fan. And it's titled All About the 80s. Um, and I will continue. If you love the 80s, grew up in the 80s, know someone who's interested in the 80s, have at least $80 on your bank account, are over 80 days old, or under 80 years old, you'll probably enjoy this podcast. If you remember the time when Mike was the king of pop, nobody could take Mike past the third round, and people criticized Mike for shooting too much, this podcast is for you. If you remember Flav as a legendary hype man, or ever sang Lottie Dottie on the back of the school bus, then hit subscribe. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, then subscribe and find out. Now that is, that's beautiful. And uh, shouts to the 80s and all the 80s babies. Uh, Black Shark fan, thank you for listening. Whoever you are, please keep listening and uh, hit the website. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot more content on there. Speaking of the 80s, I just started my top 50 sitcoms of the 80s. I'm counting them down from 50 to one. So far, numbers 50 to 11 are on the site. So by all means, go check it out. Okay, enough with being sexy. We close up the review roll. Um, let's get out of here. Uh, shout outs to the Coastal of the Podcast, uh, Classic Material, Tim D-O-Double-G, 98, and the D-O-Double-G stands for Daily Operation Get Green. Uh, General Geekery, Underscore Fire, Two Cents Radio, Operation Cubicle, The Single Simulcast, 
the Madcast. If you're Mad Men fans, check out the Madcast. Um, Pank and Folks. If you if you um, if you want some some dope movie reviews, they just did a a fantasy '80s movie draft. Go check that out. Um, yo, uh, Rodimus Prime. Uh, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, you cannot wash the stink off of the Transformers movie. Black guy with tips. Uh, yo, so <laughs> that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. That's a wrap, rap city. Chris Thomas, Big Les, Joe Cleasy. That's that's a Prince de Jour. Uh, the next show will be here before you know it. Of course, it'll be great because I am doing it. I'm not going to tell you what the topic is. You just got to tune, tune in. I'm sure you're all subscribing by now. Anyway, um, shout outs to Louise Hazel's abs, arms, smile, back, and legs. <laughs> and in the meantime, in between time, appreciation. I can't be a lover. It's the red motherfuckers. Now let's talk G.I. Joe. All right. All right. Are you a collector of the uh, figures as well? Uh, I, I used to collect the, the vintage stuff. Right now I'm just buying the 25th and up. You know, I, I can't. You know, I, got, I got a three-year-old. I can't go overboard on toys anymore, unfortunately. The, my thing about the uh, vintage is I like new and packaged. I don't like stuff that other people have been touching. and Or the paint is not where they used to be. Or yeah. they're loose. I'm like, ah, just give me something new. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. So I got a lot of the uh, 25th. I don't know if you see the stuff that I post, but I got a lot of the 25th. I still need more. But I'm, I'm, I'm all Cobra. Uh, I, I actually have more good guys than I have Cobra, though. It's ridiculous. Except for my Crimson Guard army. Um, yeah, that's that's the next thing I want to buy. I've got a couple more, because uh, I got I was lucky enough to get the uh, the Dreadnought 7-pack. Oh, wow. If, if, you, if you don't have it, it's so worth it, man. It's so worth it. Uh, but I've, I've got that, and I've got a couple more Dreadnoughts to buy to, to round them out, but then I'm going to start building Crimson Guard army, because that's... I love the Cobra Forces, and Crimson Guard's just the best. Yeah, that's my favorite figure outside of, I mean, well, I was going to say outside of Cobra Commander, but it's my, the Crimson Guard, the, the Trooper, the Commander, yeah. and then I got the Crimson uh, Cobra Commander, the Crimson Twins, and then you got the Crimson Firefly. Uh, they're, they're incredible. Yeah. So, who are you, you besides that asshat Chuckles? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chuckles. Who who are your your, your favorite uh, characters? Uh, Dreadnoughts, primarily. I mean, uh, Zartan, Xandar, Zorana. Um, I like uh, I like Zanzibar as ridiculous as he is. Yeah. Uh, Firefly, Storm Shadow. I've never been a Snake Eyes fan. 
Me neither. Uh, Storm Shadow was always cooler because Storm Shadow talked shit as he was kicking your ass. Exactly, and he talked with the cool voice too. Yeah, that that weird whisper, <laughs> the, the, the vaguely racist whisper. Exactly. Um, I really, I really like Dusty, and I think as a kid that was because the figure had the soft goods on the hat. Uh, I'd never seen that before. I'd never seen cloth on a plastic action figure. It kind of blew my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I like Lifeline. Um, Beach really Head, like, Beachhead has a cool uh, figure. Yeah, Beachhead's good. Uh, the, the 30th anniversary Beachhead's amazing. Or the uh, Pursuit of Cobra Beachhead, I should say. All right. uh, and uh, really like Doc. Not a lot of people say that, but I, I always liked that character. It was, it was one of the characters that, w- when I was a kid... Uh, you know, reading the comics with him in it, he quoted the Geneva Conventions all the time, and that was one of the things that, what the hell's a Geneva Convention? You know, go to, go to the Encarta, find out what it is. You know, right. I learned something from from reading GI Joe. So, Doc is Doc is one of those characters that I just I always I always you know have a soft spot for. I mentioned on uh, Twitter the other day that I think that um, Doc and Roadblock are, <laughs> for some reason, not. Wild Bill's favorite people. Something tells me that Wild Bill doesn't get along with Doc and uh, Roadblock and Alpine. He, he probably, he's probably not a big fan of, of any... I, I would I would go so far as to say he doesn't like Tunnel Rat either. Or Quick Kick. Or, or yeah. Um, I, I don't... You know, anytime that you're going to let someone into a Special Forces group that's going to wear a Confederate General's hat... And carry two pistols. And, and have the stars and bars on his on his belt buckle. Exactly. You're asking for trouble. A little bit. A little bit. You know, I'm, I'm from Massachusetts, so you know we you know we we are we are firmly in, in the belief of you know Wild Bill would would not last long in my house. Let's put it that way. He probably doesn't even like barbecue. He just doesn't quite get it. <laughs> What's wrong with your accent, boy? <laughs> What's this about barbecue? <laughs> Yeah, it was. I, I remember when when I because I, I got a Wild Bill figure like at a yard sale, and that was the only time that I actually tied an M80 to a figure and blew him up because it was just like I was like I don't want this guy. This guy's lame. Who's this stupid cowboy? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. All right. So so you're more of a, a, a Cobra guy than GI Joe. Yeah. Definitely. Perfect. Way to go. See way to go. No, no, no room for the good guys here. Now, you know what I've I've done uh, lately. I've well, I, it it began as self torture, but I decided to start watching the DIC uh, sort <laughs> episodes from the beginning. Now, anyone that knows me knows that after the movie, I gave up. Yeah, <laughs> it was once I saw that movie, I was just like, cause cause Cobra Lie. Yeah, e- even as a kid, I looked at that and I went, "Really? Yeah. That? Really? Yeah. They made, <laughs> made my man a snake." Yeah, Road Roadblock is hanging out with a cobra, right? A, a cobra, cobra commander? No, <laughs> you, you you jumped too many sharks here. It's and a bag on his back. Yeah. Quickly, Roadblock over there. <laughs> No, no, shut up. Yeah, yeah, that that just hurt my whole heart. So, so that, but what I ha- what happened was, I said, you know what, I uh, I got all of the uh, DIC. I was like, well, I'm gonna throw them. In. I love GI Joe. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna see what happens. And the first mini series was not bad at all. 
No, it's not. And they and, and they broke Cobra Commander back. Now listen, as much of a Cobra Commander fan I am, I loathe Battle Armor Cobra Commander. I hate the Battle Armor. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the the Battle Armor either. It just doesn't work. Yeah. It's Cobra Commander needs you know as as far as I'm going to go with Cobra Commander, I prefer the hood. Well, I should say, I don't mind the hood. I prefer the chrome mask. Exactly. You know, that, that's one of the reasons I'm so excited for the movie is they've given that that kind of neat design to the to the to the helmet that kind of looks like the new Cobra Commander from Cobra Civil War. I'm, I'm so upset that I missed out on those comics. It's it, it's really really good. If you get a chance to pick up the trades when it comes out. It's it's pretty amazing. But Chuckles, but now I'm not gonna care. Well, you're not gonna care until you. What will make you care is reading about the new Cobra Commander. Oh my god! Because be, because while he's not he's not the classic Cobra Commander by any stretch of the imagination, he's a completely he has a completely different methodology about how he goes about things. You're gonna care about the character because he's really, really interesting. All right. I have to see it from the beginning. It's it, it, it's worth reading. I mean, the, the IDW stuff that they've done has been fantastic. I mean, I I actually prefer that to, to the Larry Hama stuff. Hmm. It's uh, yeah, the Larry Hama stuff has its place, but I don't. For me personally, I just I just don't get into that universe as well anymore. Okay. So the, the real American hero book just doesn't do anything for me, I guess. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is your extra bonus GI Joe content. So if you got any questions about uh, about that, because he writes for the ter- come on, you 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 you, you get in touch with uh, Jay Corduroy, uh via Twitter, and he'll uh, put you on to some good stuff. 